When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now, here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thank you for taking your time uh, to join and listen to the podcast. Uh, I had to re-record this one, uh, so... Uh, the probably that my U.S. Open breakdown is going to come first uh, before this World Cup preview, namely because of the fact that Spain up and went and uh, fired their head coach for accepting the uh, opening at Real Madrid a day before the World Cup begins. Uh, you know, I, I cannot express just how mind-boggling stupid this decision was and how asinine the response was by the Spain uh, Federation justifying a firing when you spend years planning for the World Cup. It only happens once every four years, and you make a knee-jerk reaction because you didn't like the fact that someone would actually want a post beyond uh, being the head coach of the Spain national team after the World Cup concludes, which is what all managers get judged on for their performance is how the, the team performs at the World Cup. You didn't like the fact that he uh, he actually had another avenue post-World Cup. Uh, you know, it's such a childish move and stunt. I, I mean, there, there are no words that adequately describe uh, how much disarray this puts Spain in for the World Cup because I actually had them as one of the dark horses in the tournament. I definitely have to knock them down now. So uh, I had to like kind of redo the analysis and got to go through what uh, what I actually think is going to happen with some of these matchups. So uh, we'll, we'll get into that, and uh, I'll do the preview for each group and uh, what uh, makes the most sense. So without much further ado, let's uh, get right back into the World Cup preview. All right, to start things off, we got Group A, which includes the host country Russia, Uruguay, Egypt and Saudi Arabia. Honestly, this group was tremendously impacted by one Sergio Ramos of Spain, 
when he, of course, injured Mo Salah of Egypt, courtesy of an armbar in the uh, Champions League final less than a month ago. I mean, realistically, Egypt still has a chance of qualifying and getting into the knockout stage, but the problem is no one knows the status of Mo Salah's shoulder. I I mean, if anyone does, they're lying. Uh, I mean, that's the biggest issue with this group. Uh, Uruguay, by default, I would have to put in as the favorite uh, just because of the fact that they don't have any injury issues. Uh, It's Luis Suarez uh, just not acting like an idiot is their uh, biggest uh, issue that they would have to contend with uh, overall. But from a team dynamic standpoint, Uruguay is the deepest team overall. It's just a matter of the the fact that this is just a weak group in general. Uh, Russia has lost uh, their last seven matchups. I mean, let's be clear here. Uh, you know, they, they've lost their last seven match. Uh, well, I shouldn't say they've lost their last seven matchups. They're just winless in their last seven. They've lost four out of the seven. Uh, you know, they just did not look good against Austria or Turkey. I'm not exactly enamored with Russia. It's just the fact that, you know, I don't like putting, uh, wishes and chances, uh, on guys with jacked up shoulders. So, uh, I would say that Russia is probably uh, the favorite to finish second in the group now. They were not in that if the, we were talking about this a month ago. Uh, so Egypt, I've got in third. Uh, Saudi Arabia, you know, they're here for the cup of tea and the world exposure just because they qualified in one of the weakest groups there is. Oh, uh, and in the other news, uh, there uh, is probably going to be uh, the U.S. Uh, uh, bid with Canada and Mexico that's going to win out in the voting uh, hasn't happened as of yet, but, the, I mean, it's pretty much a lock that the 2026 bid is going to go to North America with the expansion of 48 teams. So the tournament's going to be even further watered down, but, uh, you know, I, I will uh, I'll, I'll expand upon this uh, later, but, uh, you know, just just from a, a practicality standpoint, this is just a weak, weak uh, group. I mean, I'm not even sure if Saudi Arabia is going to get any points in this group, to be perfectly honest. Uh, Russia should be able to beat Saudi Arabia. And, you know, if they can manage to avoid losing to Egypt, uh, it, I think they, they would stand a good chance. I just don't know what Egypt's going to be able to bring to the table if Mo Salah uh, can't go. I, I mean, they they are pretty much pedestrian uh, without uh, Salah in the mix. Because uh, the next uh, key contributor would be Mohamed El Neni uh, and Abdallah El Said. Uh, you know, it, it's it's still it's still just a, a kind of mixed bag. El Neni is a holding midfielder. I mean. Again, he's not going to be offering too much value out of the backfield. And El Saeed would be the next uh, attacking option uh, in the midfield. Uh, but if Salah's not healthy and he can't fully go, this is going to be pretty much a uh, uh, <laughs> just an unwatchable group overall, uh, if, I, if I could be perfectly honest here. Uh, the, the, key, uh, the curious thing here is just to see how good... Uh, 
you can get out of uh, Uruguay because uh, between Luis Suarez and Edison uh, Cavani, uh, between Cavani and Suarez alone, they should only really need to be able to play one up top for the opening round and and just keep both these guys fresh. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm not I'm not quite sure what uh, formation that they're probably going to line up in. Uh, it, it may it may be a, a case where uh, you do see uh, both uh, uh, both uh, Suarez and Cavani up top uh, uh, just to get a, a little bit of a of a of a mix in there. But uh, I, I would say that it, it makes uh, it would make sense uh, if they go with the four four two that you know Suarez and Cavani played the first game just to get their legs under them. But I, I just would not, uh, I would not uh, uh, be surprised if they start rotating them out because this is such a weak group. Like I said, they don't need uh, Suarez and Cavani playing three games early, especially with Cavani. I, I'd rather just save him and, and his legs uh, for when they actually need to use him in the knockout rounds because they should finish at the top of the group without much difficulty at all. So moving on to Group B, uh, you know, Portugal and Spain stand head and shoulders above the rest here. Uh, you got Morocco and uh, Iran rounding out the groups uh, here. I mean, again, this was always going to come down to who's going to finish first in the group. Uh, obviously, if you finish first in your group, you play uh, the uh, runner-up in an opposing division in the group stage knockout rounds. So, obviously, you want to finish first in your group. This was a toss-up, uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, initially uh, when uh, the draw was announced just because of the standpoint of uh, Spain and Portugal have two of the deepest lineups imaginable. Uh, you know, I gave the slight edge to Spain originally just because Portugal traditionally starts out slow in their opening matchup, blows the doors off of uh, uh, their uh, the opponent in the second game and the third game just comes down to a matter of where they are in the standings sometimes they'll play it safe uh, just to coast through but on points other times they'll they'll, uh, they'll just uh, take out uh, take out the uh, the team if they need the points you know the interesting mark here is that Spain and Portugal open up World Cup play against each other I kind of look at this as a case where you know the two prohibitive favorites, Spain and Portugal, I have to flip-flop it now. Because of uh, Spain and the ludicrous decision to fire uh, uh, Julian Lopetegui, uh, I mean, again, you cannot fire an undefeated head coach before the World Cup starts. This is just nonsense. It doesn't make any sense from a tactical standpoint. Everything that you've been coaching up uh, beforehand has just got thrown out the window, you know, it's it's just not even remotely a sound strategy. So uh, you've, get, you've got that mess to deal with, uh, compiled on the fact that you've got a really talented Portugal squad you're going up against. Uh, this could be uh, a case where Portugal wins the first game, even though they typically start out slow, and then cruises through the group because there's not going to be any... Uh, any resistance from Morocco, uh, in my opinion, I, I think their chances are overblown here. Uh, uh, I'm just not sold on a Morocco squad, and Iran is just he, here for the cup of tea. Uh, you know, 
the biggest issue is is the fact that I I just thought that this was a, a case where uh, you know you you're, you're get you get uh, people were t- uh, were talking about Morocco just because they 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 play uh, more of a diamond formation with a striker up top. I'm just not exactly uh, convinced that Morocco's going to pose much of a challenge, if any, to Spain and Portugal. Uh, it's just the fact that, uh, you know, people are going to talk about Cristiano Ronaldo. That's not – that really is not the, the case with uh, Portugal squad. I, I mean, from my uh, standpoint, the biggest thing you got to look out for uh, with uh, Portugal is just the roster depth that they have on their defense and in the midfield. They, you know, they have a number of players uh, that, you know, have uh, experience. But you can also uh, flip out for younger players as well. So if uh, for whatever reason uh, Jose Font can't hang on that back line, they actually do have uh, folks uh, that uh, they can use on the back line instead. And in the midfield, you got uh, Moutinho and Bernardo Silva that would actually be uh, pushing the pace of play. I would actually look uh, for Portugal uh, to be one of my favorites to actually uh, uh, get to the final. I know uh, people will still say that even with uh, Lopetegui uh, being fired, you know, if you're if you're putting together a team with uh, Iniesta, Isco, and David Silva, you're going to get into uh, deep into the World Cup regardless. Uh, my my standpoint is I'm not worried about Spain getting into the group stage. My, my issue is, how are they going to advance past the group stage? Hey, Throwdown Nation. Are you at the bottom of your fantasy league wondering what is going on with your quarterback? Well, I think I've got a new show that may just fit the bill for you. The show is called Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks to get your burning questions answered, such as, Is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Can Aaron Rodgers actually play a full season on one healthy leg? And can Dak Prescott actually lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl in spite of Jerry Jones? Coach Weiss and co-host Steve Stroud have got you covered on all things quarterbacks. Listen now on Apple Podcasts or any major media platform. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. Without actually having proper tactics, because I guarantee that there's going to be a greater focus paid to Sergio Ramos and all of his antics uh, after that uh, Champions League final. So, guarantee he's gonna rack up cards in, in the initial uh, in the initial uh, uh, group stage here, uh, and probably might not be available for the knockout rounds. I'm I'm just I'm just throwing that out there uh, because of the fact that you know that uh, Salah injury raised a lot of eyebrows, compounded with the fact that. Uh, the refs also missed uh, the elbow he uh, he gave to Carius in the Champions League final. I I, I would I would not be shocked if uh, Ramos uh, was uh, paid a lot of scrutiny by the refs and did not get any breaks in terms of the officiating. Uh, obviously, David De Gea uh, goes without saying one of the best keepers in the world. Uh, you know, Spain has a very deep squad. Uh, both Spain and Portugal are going to advance into the knockout stage. I just look at it from a standpoint, though, is that from a preparedness uh, standpoint, Portugal's uh, going to be far more ready uh, than Spain tomorrow when they play. Uh, so I got to give the edge to uh, Portugal in that matchup. And as long as uh, they win that matchup, they're, they're guaranteed to finish first in the group. It's not, uh, not going to be uh, 
a case where uh, you, you've got uh, difficulty advancing past uh, the group stage uh, at this point. So, uh, moving on. Uh, group C, you've got France, Denmark, Peru, and Australia. This is one of the rumored gr groups of death uh, this year's tournament. Mainly from the standpoint of uh, you've got Denmark and Peru who are top uh, 15 squads uh, and between the two of them it's a it's a coin flip as to who's going to advance uh, uh, behind France uh, you know France uh, you know top to bottom one of the deepest squads you will see in the tournament honestly uh, between uh, Griezmann Giroud and Mbappe uh, it's probably the most talented strike pairing uh, in the World Cup. The only thing is, you can't play all three of them at the same time, in my opinion. I, I, I just think that one of them's got to sit on the bench uh, and won't be happy about it, but if France is going to uh, uh, make a deep run, uh, I think you, you've got to only be able to play two up top and then use the third to come off the bench. Drew, uh, more than capable of being uh, productive off the bench. Uh, Pogba in the midfield is the biggest uh, key for France. You know, I think he's overrated. I think he gets uh, caught in way too many disadvantageous positions and puts his fellow defender, uh, defenders and midfielders in bad positions all the time unnecessarily in a match. It shouldn't affect them in the group stage, but stranger things have happened. And just because, uh, uh, you know, Australia, even though they're not that talented, they're still a top 40 squad in the world. They, they can uh, pose some issues. Denmark and Peru have talented uh, uh, folks uh, that they can actually uh, m make you pay. Christian Eriksen for Denmark, always dangerous at any part of the uh, field. And uh, you've got Kasper Schmeichel in net for Denmark. So I'm going to give the edge to Denmark ever so slightly over Peru, but it's not as though Peru can't make a, uh, make a run with uh, uh, the squad that they have in place. So, uh, you know, I look at France as the prohibited favorite to advance uh, in a, and win the group. Uh, and then between Peru and Denmark, it, it really is a coin flip. I, I wouldn't be surprised either way uh, who uh, advances there. Australia would make a game of it uh, and it could possibly knock out Denmark or Peru if uh, they, uh, they manage to uh, get a draw with one of them. So uh, that could be the difference uh, between who advances and uh, who goes home. But... Uh, uh, it's definitely going to be one of the more interesting groups to take a, a look at. So uh, that would be one of my recommendations uh, of, a, of a group to keep an eye out for uh, during the World Cup. Uh, moving on to Group D, you've got Argentina, Croatia, Nigeria, and Iceland. You know, people have been down uh, downgrading Iceland ever since uh, they uh, made their run in the Euro uh, 2016. I actually like Iceland. Uh, I, I, I actually... I, I do think that even though Gif, uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson has uh, fallen off the mark uh, ever since that Euro 2016 run, you know, certain guys just uh, play well in tournament aspects versus uh, club competition. And I think Sigurdsson's one of them. Uh, Iceland uh, is, is figured to be uh, one of the weaker pairings, but I think they have a legitimate shot at making it to the group stage. I'm not that sold on Croatia, to be honest, even though I know that's been one of the popular picks. And to me, Argentina is one of the biggest targets uh, to be a surprise uh, to miss out on uh, the group stage. Argentina barely qualified for this World Cup. I know they have Messi. Believe me, everyone knows Argentina has Messi. 
But if you look at that squad, there's a lot of older guys and a lot of unproven uh, guys. Uh, Sergio Aguero, as great as he is for club competition, has not shown that uh, kind of track record once it comes to uh, tournament play. And Angel Di Maria is one of the most overrated players uh, in soccer. I, I, you know, I, I struggle at times seeing where Di Maria uh, gets as much uh, pub as he does. I mean, to me, he's even a worse version of Mesut Ozil. And believe me, as an Arsenal fan, Ozil drives me up the wall. The fact that I got more more years with Ozil, uh, let me not even go in, down that route. But suffice to say, do I think Argentina's going to win this group? Yes. Would it shock me if Argentina didn't make uh, uh, qualify out of this group? No, because, like I said, a one-man team that has to carry an entire squad, there's a lot of pressure associated with that. The reason why I think Argentina is still going to advance is that traditionally uh, African teams uh, such as Nigeria do not play well in European-based World Cups. Uh, with this being based in Russia, uh, they tend to have dip more difficulties with the uh, the time zone difference. I, I don't necessarily like Nigeria uh, in this group. And in terms of Croatia, uh, you know, Luka Modric, uh, you know, is going to be the, the, the uh, mainstay looking at it. But if you're if you're trying to sell me on a back line that includes Dejan Lovren, you know, I I, I think that there, there, there's a, uh, there's some cause for concern with Croatia. I'll just leave it at that. I'm not sold on Croatia being uh, as uh, as deep as people think they are. Uh, I think that back line has, uh, has a, a glaring hole in it. Madzukic and uh, uh, Perisic, uh, you know, they, they've, got, they've got the attacking options. I'm not questioning uh, the offense. It's the defense that I have legitimate concerns about. And I think if Iceland can play a nice ball uh, – ball possession uh, type of game and slow slow down, I think they can actually get a win against Croatia. And that would dramatically shift this group around. I, I, I'm not sold on Croatia uh, with this pairing. And like I said, uh, Argentina has holes. Uh, this group may not be able to expose them, but in the knockout stage, it will definitely get exposed. So uh, that's my thoughts on Group D. Moving on to Group E, that features Brazil, Switzerland, Serbia, and Costa Rica. Costa Rica is one of the darling dark horses in the tournament. Uh, you know, it, it's a kind of like an upset, trendy upset pick that uh, you see Costa Rica being in play for uh, possibly knocking off uh, a team here and getting themselves in the mix to possibly advance to the group stage. Uh, you've got Switzerland and Serbia. Two also very good squads that uh, have a legit chance of qualifying. So uh, this is one of the other rumored group of death uh, pairings where, you know, outside of Brazil, it's a wide open contest in my opinion. I I think that this is a case where uh, between uh, uh, Costa Rica and Switzerland, they're probably uh, it, it's going to be the difference, but. You know, Serbia's got uh, Dusan Tadic and Nemanja Matic. Uh, you know, Mitrovic, they've got talent to actually make it through. Uh, you've, you've got uh, uh, a couple of folks uh, on Costa Rica between Christian Gamboa and Joel Campbell that can actually uh, do some damage. Brian Ruiz, a striker, is always uh, 
dangerous from a cup of co a competition standpoint uh, with his speed. Uh, uh, Shakiri on Switzerland uh, can do marvelous things. He can also do some head scratching moves that you know le leave you befuddled. And Granit Xhaka, all the talent in the world, not the brightest guy. As an Arsenal supporter, I can firmly attest to that, uh, given the fact that he racks up cards like uh, nobody's business. So uh, Switzerland uh, is definitely a wild card here. Uh, like I said, I I definitely think that Costa Rica has a chance here. Uh, ultimately, though, I, I think it's probably going to end up being Brazil and Serbia getting through. But you know, there's a, there there's ample opportunity for uh, all three of those runner-ups uh, to to get past. And as far as it, Brazil goes, you know, I don't agree with the betting line that makes Brazil the prohibitive favorite to win the World Cup. Uh, I, I think there was a number of issues, specifically the fact that Neymar, no one knows his true status. Uh, out of this entire group, I actually think William is their best player. They got Gabriel Jesus, they, they, they've got uh, Coutinho, but I still think William is actually their best player. The, the, the problem is that I don't think William is actually going to get... Uh, nearly as much of uh, featured service as people think they should. I think it's still going to be the Neymar show in terms of how they set up this team. And I just think that's a mistake, but you know, be that as it may, uh, we'll see uh, how group, uh, uh, group B performs and how Brazil sets itself up. But I, I just think that it's, it's ripe for a situation where Brazil shoots itself in this, in the foot yet again with how they set up their team and, uh, going into uh, the uh, the knockout stages, so uh, moving on to Group F, you've got Germany, Sweden, Mexico, and South Korea. Korea, uh, you know, people are saying that this is a toss up between Mexico and Sweden. Mexico, by and large, it's it's pretty much been a lock that when it comes to European based World Cups, Mexico is a no show. I, I just don't see where the love for Mexico is coming this year. Uh, you know, yes, it, they've got Chicharito, but I'm not really in love with CONCACAF in general. Out, uh, I mean, yes, Costa Rica has played well, but outside of that, CONCACAF was not a very good group, uh, group uh, this year. H highlighted by the fact that the U.S. is not part of the World Cup this year. It was a weak CONCACAF, and, you know, it, it's, it's, it's one where uh, I think Costa Rica is actually the best, uh, best te CONCACAF team, uh, but, uh, you know, Mexico actually uh, won CONCACAF, but I, I think there were other factors involved uh, with Mexico winning CONCACAF, but uh, that's a story for another time and uh, not really worth uh, going further details on. But uh, South Korea, you know... They, owe, they have a puncher's chance, uh, but I, I just think that in terms of, uh, 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 you know, if if, if uh, uh, Korea Messi's uh, uh, <laughs> human song, uh, if he has a, a monster uh, group stage, South Korea has a puncher's chance. Uh, and uh, Sun definitely has uh, that capability and the speed to do it. Uh, but uh, I, I just think it, in the 
long and short of it, I, I think Sweden has a well-rounded enough squad to get through the group stage. Uh, I, I still think Sweden might, might have benefited from having slots on Ibrahimovic on the squad, but, you know, they made the decision to go young, so we're going to see what uh, Bergen, uh, Toivonen, uh, have, uh, uh, have in mind, because uh, uh, Seb Larsson's going to uh, provide the service, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, uh, I, I still look at this as a case where Sweden has the, uh, has the in for, uh, making out a group stage. Uh, I mean, there's not much else you could say with Germany, or I, I, I would even say, essentially, Bayern Munich plus uh, Mesut Ozil and uh, Boateng, because because <laughs> uh, uh, Germany just is just a it's a beast unto itself. It, it, you know, uh, you got all the, the main names from Bayern Munich, uh, but you've you've got a, a strong squad there. To me, the biggest weakness on Germany is the fact that it's a very staid system. You know what you're getting with Germany, but they execute it very well. Uh, I mean, you're not going to get surprised by Germany. Uh, you know, if you didn't set up for Germany, you're going to get punished. But if you set up well and you actually execute the game plan, you can beat Germany. I just look at it from a technical standpoint. Germany is one of those squads that absolutely can win the World Cup because of the fact that they're always going to do what is needed. It's it's a very straight to the point, no 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 frills uh, kind of approach uh, to it. Uh, I, I would say that Ger- Germany definitely is in the top three of my picks to actually win the World Cup just because of the standpoint of you know what you're going to get. It, it's just a matter of who, who their uh, matchup pairings end up uh, being in the knockout stages that's going to determine if they get to the semifinals and into the finals. If, if they can avoid uh, Spain or Portugal, Germany should be uh, in a good spot. I, I would very much like Germany's chances if they ended up paired up against uh, Brazil. It, to me, uh, Germany is one of those squads that uh, can match up very well against uh, certain pairings. Uh, if it's a deeper squad that actually has uh, uh a more tactical background, then Germany runs into some uh, difficulties uh, breaking them down and has to rely on getting this into a PK situation or uh, getting a break on a set piece. But outside of that, I I still think that uh, Germany uh, overall, when you look at uh, uh, guys like uh, Mueller, uh, Sam Kadera, you can, you can naturally see a little bit of creativity, not a lot, but at least uh, 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 spits and spurts uh, here and there. Uh, that should uh, be able to carry them through uh, the knockout stages. Moving on to Group G, and the most, well, I, I shouldn't say the most overhyped group, the two most overhyped group uh, uh, teams uh, in, in the World Cup uh, highlight this uh, Group G. You've got Belgium and England. They're both going to advance. Uh, you got Tunisia and uh, Panama. They have no shot at advancing. Let's get into... Uh, England, led by Harry Kane himself. Uh, they've got Harry Kane, Raheem Sterling, Danny Rose. Uh, you got Lingard, Deli Alley. You know all the main names from the Premier League and Jordan Pickford in net. The biggest issue with England is the fact that, by and large, this team does not play with an edge. 
they've been bullied uh, off the ball in cup competitions. Uh, that's well, that's what doomed them in Euro. We're gonna see what uh, what uh, what kind of approach that they take uh, this time around. I I think uh, Jordan Henderson gets picked apart quite a bit uh, in the press because of how he manages the midfield. Uh, we're gonna see how this all works out because if they go with that three five two lineup and try to clog up the middle. I just do not see it working. I, I think that team needs creativity up top and just leaving it up to uh, Harry Kane and Sterling to create chances. You know, I, I just think that they're better served going at it from a different approach. I, I could be wrong on this, but I, I just I, I feel as though uh, uh, Roy Hodgson could do better with uh, 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 the tactics that... Oh, I said right, Hodgson. I make Gareth Southgate. It's I'm I'm thinking of past England managers. Just because, just because it. You know what? To me, it, with England, the tactics are so predictable at this point that I I, I just meld the names together because it doesn't seem to be who who the name of the manager is. It seems like it's the same tactics being rolled out. Uh, World Cup, the uh, every World Cup. So, you know. I would like to be more optimistic about England's chances. I just don't see it happening. Now we talk about the other overhyped team in this group. Belgium, the golden generation with Aiden Hazard, Lukaku, Kevin De Bruyne, Vertonghen, I mean, Toby Adderoyal, Boyata. Literally, Belgium has the deepest squad in the World Cup. I honestly think that. I think they have a better squad than France and Brazil. Here's the thing. No one believes in Roberto Martinez uh, in his tactics. Belgium constantly underachieves, and they have the most unproven manager guiding them. No one uh, believes that uh, uh, Martinez has the answer once they get into the group, uh, to the knockout stages, to make a deep run. I, I would like to see Belgium make a run one of these years, because this is probably the end of the window for this generation and with the amount of talent that Belgium has had, the fact that they haven't made it to the semifinals of a World Cup or any European-based competition is embarrassing. They really need this. They don't need to win the World Cup. They just need to make a deep run to justify this generation because it's time. It's well past time. It's literally closing time. But... You know, at the end of the day, they gotta, do, they just gotta get it done. Uh, you know, it's not a matter of tactics at this point. Even though I, I think Martinez's tactics will probably end up screwing them in the end, but they have more than enough talent to at least overcome the tactics up to a point to make a deep run in this tournament. The fact if they don't get it done, you know, I, I just think it's an indictment on a number of players and their overall legacy. People complain about. Uh, Messi not winning a, a tournament with Argentina. Argentina, by and large, the, the talent pool was not nearly as deep as what you would see with some of these other countries. So I, I think it's a little bit unfair on Messi's end, but, you know, that's, again, a story for another time. But uh, Belgium has absolutely zero excuses, in my opinion, if they don't make it to a semifinals in this World Cup. They got way too many uh, too many players on this squad. Uh 
to actually uh, be in the position that they're not going to go uh, deep in the uh, club competition. So we're, we're going to see. But, you know, I, I I just look at this as this is their last chance and it's their best chance of uh, winning a World Cup. So we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. And then last but not least, we have Group H with Colombia, Poland, Japan, and Senegal. Uh, this is one of those... Uh, uh, groups where again you got two teams and possibly three teams uh vying for that second spot i'm not a big fan of senegal because as i said african clubs tend to not perform well on the european world cup stage i i think a lot of it has to do with the time zone differences but you know there there could be other factors involved but it, you know it, it's just not one where uh i i can see this uh uh being a case where uh, Senegal makes a serious uh, run at it. Japan has an outside chance of uh, making it in uh, 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 with uh, Shinji Kagawa. You know, they got a puncher's chance. It's they're just gonna have to play a very smart uh, tactical game and hit hit uh, teams on a counterattack. Colombia is not as good as it was four years ago. Uh, they're a much slower team uh, than in years past, uh, but they should be able to win this group. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, can they manage uh, uh, manage uh, the pace and just use uh, James Rum- uh, uh, Rodriguez and Cuadrado uh, uh, to uh, give service to, to Falcao up top. They should win this group. I- I'm not worried about them uh, winning the group. I just don't see them moving anywhere past the uh, uh, in the knockout stages, I think they get knocked out as uh, as soon as they uh, win their group. But uh, you know, there were a lot of squads here. Colombia could be a dark horse. I don't see it happening this go round. Uh, I, I you know the quarterfinal run four years ago was uh, a very very entertaining uh, brand of soccer to watch. Uh, but uh, I don't see it happening this go round. It's a different squad. It's an older squad. Uh, so I I just don't see them being able to play that style of play. Uh, as far as Poland goes, uh, you know, uh, it's as far as Robert Lewandowski can actually take them. Uh, that's really what it comes down to, in my opinion. If Lewandowski has a great World Cup, they're gonna they're gonna make it to the knockout stages. I just don't think they can go much further past that point. But uh, that's uh, that's where their ceiling is. So uh, they 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 ha- they definitely have a solid chance of uh, finishing up second in their group. Uh, but uh, yeah, that you know, it does it for the group uh, group stages. As far as uh, the knockout stages, uh, we'll see how the group pairings set up. But uh, I would I would still estimate that uh, uh, the most likely scenario uh, in terms of uh, winning the World Cup, I would say uh, lean towards uh, you've got Portugal, uh, Germany, and also I would give. Uh, uh, credence uh, uh, to the fact that Fr- France definitely has a strong enough squad. Uh, you know, I, even though Bal- uh, even though uh, you've got uh, Pogba, uh, uh, most uh, most likely getting them into a couple of uh, tight positions uh, here and there in the knockout stages. I-, I-, I definitely feel France has a very legitimate chance of winning. Uh, I'm more down on uh, Spain than I was a few days ago just because of, 
you know, firing your manager right before the World Cup is a, is an act of insanity, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, they did what they did. And like I said, I think Brazil's chances are overinflated by uh, the odds makers. But, you know, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. I, I just think it's a lot of uh, added, uh, added hype to it that I, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not convinced yet. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how Neymar looks, but I'm not sold on this yet. But uh, it should be a very interesting tournament. It's a, it's a wide open field, in my opinion. You got at least uh, six teams capable of winning uh, the World Cup this year, which is uh, it's a higher mark than most years, in my opinion. But uh, uh, I, I definitely feel as though uh, you, you've got a chance for a possible dark horse to sneak in there uh, and uh, make some noise and. You know, like I said, this is Belgium's uh, last and best chance of winning a World Cup. Do I think it'll happen? Absolutely not. But it's still uh, it's still a, a, a good fighter's chance, just given the squad that they have. But uh, well, we shall see, and uh, I will most certainly be enjoying uh, uh, the World Cup this year, and I hope you will too. So uh, thanks for listening to the show today, and uh, enjoy the games, everyone. <laughs> It's the most talked about position in all of sports, the quarterback. And now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field, Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach, Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks. Like, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Will dating Danica Patrick distract Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he's dating Danica Patrick, Charlie. We're interested in that, you know? Well, I mean, Tommy's got Giselle. I'll I'll take Giselle, okay? (laughs) Is Dak Prescott good enough to win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys? Which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018? How about intellectually, Charlie, as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now? The game has changed, but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous. Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.